Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. We have a loaded show today with so much going on around the NFL, but also the college football world. Coach O, fired. Call it whatever you want. He's gone. We'll also get into some baseball talk here, but let's start it out here, big country, with the Bills at Titans tonight. I felt like yesterday's slate of games were okay but I'm really looking forward to this Monday night football matchup. Yeah, and I mean, the games that we thought were going to be close and enjoyable were not. So hopefully tonight is between the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans as Buffalo makes the trip to Nashville, Tennessee, just like we will be this next weekend. Oh, look at you. So uh, be sure to come join us, hang out. We're going to have a great tailgate. Um, who's going to be there from the Chiefs, former player? He was famous for his old spin move. I know the name if you don't. I don't mean to put you in a tough spot. <laughs> no. Dexter McClust. Yeah. Number two. You are Deuces. the... Uh, like early 2000s Chiefs fan. Yeah, but this guy was about the late 2010s, early 2010s. And I, when they moved on from this guy, I thought, what in the hell are they doing? You cannot replace this guy. Bam, here comes the Anthony Thomas. I was like, they did it. And I was like, how are they going to replace the Anthony Thomas? They can't. Bam, Tyreek Hill. So, <laughs> thank have... you. Dexter McCluster was like the first guy that came in after Dante Hall where everyone was like, holy was shit, say, they did it again. They've had one of these guys throughout my lifetime. Yeah, they specialize in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's teams that specialize in being great at, like, certain positions. Like, or having things. good quarterbacks. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> good defense. Right. New England Patriots. Kansas City Chiefs. Man, we can find some gadget guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what they specialize in. Pittsburgh but we Steelers and receivers. But, yeah, Nashville. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. It'll be popping. Oh, it's going to be something. I noticed you had your boots on today. It's shit-kicking time, buddy. Yeah, you used to call I'm not kicking any shit down there. in trouble on radio. Yeah. Now, say it now. You'll shit kickers. Now you can say it. I, I'm looking forward to being back in Nashville. I haven't been since 2019. So, two year little absence from there. When I, I'd gotten used to like going every year, mm-hmm. we would do an adult spring break, head to Nashville. Uh, haven't been able to do that. Re- I'm ready to jump back on the horse. <laughs> hey. I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the last time we were going to go, it was COVID, and then the tornado went through. And then so, the tornado it was hit. Kind of like a good sign that we didn't go. God yeah. bless. Thank you so much. Right? Yeah. But this but I, time, it's ready to rock and roll. I'm excited to be there next week. And if you are in Nashville or you're going to be around that area when we are, just hit us up. Uh, you can slide in our DMs. I think we are going to do a little little tailgating with uh, Lot J members of Mid-America RV as well. So hit us up. We'll find out more details on where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. I'm sure we will be having some adult beverages and previewing that game. I believe we're going to record the podcast there. But it's uh, it'll be a cool little event. They do this every year where they'll do like a road game with Mid America RV where they travel. They go set up and tailgate. Where was it last year we were in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Last uh, year, not Chicago? last year, the year before. Two years ago. They didn't yeah. do it last year. Yep, in December. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to start to get back out Man, that is on crazy. the road. It's like a whole year of stuff. And like everyone's like, well, no, duh. But mm-hmm. like looking back, it's like, wait, that was 2019, not 2020. But it also feels like, was it last year? I don't yeah. really know. 2020 was such a weird year. It felt like it took forever, but then at the same time just flew by. It lasted forever. 2021, it's already mid-October. I know, dude. It's ridiculous. Is this what happens when you just get older and everything just flies yes. by? Mm-hmm. 
the days get like, shorter. I feel like being at school is like, man, this is taking forever to get through the school year. Now mm-hmm. it's like, pff, I didn't even get a fucking spring break. I was telling my daughters that Christmas is only two months away. And they're like, two months still? Like, yeah, like only two months. It's coming like, up quick, it's dude. It's right around the corner. <laughs> they started putting up shit at Walmart already. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. I went this weekend to try to find pumpkins. They've already decided it's Christmas time. I couldn't <laughs> find pumpkins. Thank God for the people at Lowe's. I found some. Also, I probably shouldn't have waited until mid-October. I feel like that's a fine time. I haven't right? even carved a pumpkin. I don't want them sitting out for forever. Yeah. I So we did for my daughter's birthday. We carved some pumpkins. I haven't done that in a minute. It is absolutely disgusting. It's it disgusting? Will, it will be, uh, it'll be a while before I carve another pumpkin. <laughs> what was so nasty about it? It's the, just, the insides of it? It's when was the last way. time you carved a pumpkin? Ah, uh, when I was in a relationship, and that's been a minute. Yeah. Life's ouch. been so good since then. No, don't ouch for me, but God bless you, brother. Yeah. Okay. Life life is good. Yeah, so uh, the pumpkin thing, it was fun for a little bit, but then it's like, all right, I am tired of trying to shovel all this shit out of a pumpkin. And then uh, yesterday, trying to do the cleanup, oh. I had like a, I had a trash barrel out there to just throw all the guts and stuff in. Yeah. Right? And then I got a little bit lazy. On Saturday night, and I didn't put it away. That thing filled with bees. Like bees? Overnight. Bees. A billion of them. Bees everywhere, like Tommy Boy. <laughs> and my daughters, it was a beautiful day outside yesterday, wanted to play outside. But they're like, Dad, there's all these bees by the trash can. Can you move it? Me, being the dad that I am, I said, hell yeah, I can. You Strong boy. You go inside and wait. Yeah. So I don't want you stung by all these bees. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It was just incredibly loud. I put a hoodie on. And pants, and I cinched up the hoodie real tight where I looked like that kid from South Park. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they killed Kenny again. And then I, I tried to, like, slowly go in and fool the bees. Like, hey, this guy's probably not even here. He's, He's not cool. even paying attention. It's whatever. <laughs> and then I pick it up, and more bees just come shooting out of the top of the thing. So I'm just, like, quietly saying, like, don't you fucking sting me. Like, don't you do this to me <laughs> today. And then it got to the point where it's was, like, the calm approach is not working. We need to run. And so I ran and put it on the other side of my fence. <clears throat> Sorry to my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll get it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when things kind of clear up. Your neighbors are sitting in their house just, just like, what so the hell is going bees. on? So many bees. But I, I got it taken care of. Well, props to so you. So no more pumpkins. I didn't know I bees were bees. attracted to pumpkin guts. I, I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't know that it was like going to attract so many of them. I can't even put a number on how many I think there were. Like well over a hundred, then. Like I think I might have to call an exterminator, like a bee guy. I don't even know where the bees came from. Like I know they're out and about, <laughs> but like if there's that many, they had to be somewhere nearby where yeah. they're, you know, like aren't they one of those sensing or smelling signals? Yeah, 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 like electromagnetic stuff. It's crazy. Is that what it is? Bees, yeah, they know. Bees leave some type of like uh-huh. electromagnetic type of deal for like other bees can see, so they know what's been pollinated or not. That's how they communicate. And they can see it. That's but we can't. insane. Yeah, freaking bees, man. You seen the bee bees. movie? It's actually a pretty good movie. The bee movie? Oh, the cartoon. Yeah, of course you have. Uh, the Bills, though, sticking with the bees. Bills at Titans tonight. I'm going Bills minus six. I, I feel like they cover. They've just been playing so well. Yeah. Th- this whole time, Derrick Henry probably going to get a lot of carries, but I still think that the Bills I, were atop of your power ranking. Not too long ago. Yep. I think they probably stay there. They get a big win in Nashville. Yeah, I'm the only thing that is like curious or a possibility 
for the Titans to play in this game is if the Bills can't stop the run. Because if the Titans can run the ball efficiently, which we know they can with Derrick Henry, and the Bills Bills can't slow it down, I feel like that's the only way Tennessee can hang in this game. But if Buffalo's defense steps up to that as well and can stop the run, then there's nobody in the NFL that can stop them right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, if Derrick Henry gets going, it doesn't matter how many guys you put in the box. They can win. They're a team that can win any Sunday. Yes. You just you can't count them out, or Monday night even. But I, I do think they're a very good football team. I will take the Bills, though, just based off of what I've seen so far this season. They just look too good right now. But this will be a very good test for them in Nashville. Trying to stop a guy like Derrick Henry will be tough. And then other teams who stay undefeated. We were talking on Friday with our little short recovery, almost died show. That was back, brutal. That was brutal. By the day, way, though. fully recovered. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I think a lot of people are maybe starting to look at me and say, Mello, you kind of said these guys might suck. Mm-hmm. What do you think now? I think that Sunday proved more than anything that I am correct. They were able to kill the Cleveland Browns without Cliff Kingsbury on their sideline. <laughs> so please do not talk to me about how Cliff Kingsbury is some great coach. Did he help with the game plan through the week? Yeah, I'm sure. But you were able to win this game very easily without him. That's why I will give credit to guys like Kyler Murray in this offense. Even J.J. Watt has looked pretty good on that defense. Yep. I'm not giving credit to Cliff Kingsbury in this one. Not yet. They're doing a good job. They're 6-0. I was very surprised to see them beat the Browns the way that they did. And yeah, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland too. Uh, a guy that you know I've had my differences with, I thought he played really well. Uh, getting just absolutely rocked, hurting that shoulder. I, I think I saw a picture of him post-game. The dude's in a sling, like probably can barely move it and still able to come out and play. I thought the Browns looked okay for a team that got very badly beaten. But it also just proves how important Nick Chubb is to this offense. Yeah, and I mean, Kareem Hunt goes down with an injury as well, was carted off the field. You know, Baker Mayfield dealing with his injury, like Mel, you just mentioned. I wonder how different this game is if these guys are healthy. You know, and I know it's all like, oh, well, what if? Yeah, I'll, still, I'll give you time, credit for the win, but I do think yeah. that this is a team that, when you look back at it, we're going to question, like, man, how did the Browns lose so badly to the Cardinals? Yeah. Oh, and well, they had all these injuries. And here's another thing. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a quiet 100-yard game on four receptions uh, and two, two touchdowns. really good touchdowns, too. So, like, this is a kid out of Michigan who everyone's like, man, this kid's just not very good. Look at his – look at who was his quarterback? Patterson? Uh, Shea Patterson. Oh, Mr. Can't Throw a Damn Fade Ball? I loved – Donovan Peoples-Jones coming out of Michigan. I mean, just, I would love to see him have like a breakout season. He, I think I, he is. He might have had his breakout game. But yeah, yeah. Him running over that defensive back, uh, it got my juices flowing. <laughs> I know that one got you up off the couch. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is you know so many people associate me with hating Baker Mayfield, and I think that kind of bleeds over into people thinking I hate the Browns, but I don't. Don't hate the Browns. I actually like a lot of guys on that roster. I like the team, but I'm starting to be annoyed at their fan base, to be honest with you. Oh, well, yeah, they're just fan so base obnoxious. Me. Like, yeah, you're finally good. But if this is how you're going to behave when you're good, uh-huh. I kind of hope you go back to sucking. I, th- I feel like that's every fan base, though. True. I don't know that there's a fan base in sports that I'm like, yeah, you guys are cool. You're rational. Kansas City Chiefs, it. dog. Are a Bullshit. top 10 worst. Yeah. This Sunday <laughs> was it was so hard being on social media. That game on Sunday, and I know we'll get into it later another time, but it was just like, calm freaking down. Yeah. Week I guess I didn't – I follow a lot of – I wouldn't even call them beat reporters, but there are so many people who have, like, 
or week six, excuse me. Yeah, some kind of following to where mm-hmm. it, it is. It's so annoying. And you get the fans that are either like doomsday, like, oh, man, this team sucks. Uh, the league's figured out Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there were people on Twitter going like, we're just going to have to face the fact Patrick Mahomes is not good anymore. <laughs> we're just going to have to face the fact that Andy Reid's play calling is atrocious. No. There's nothing <laughs> fucking wrong with Andy Reid. I you want Andy Reid to look at Tyree Kill and say, hey, I'm going to draw up this play. Can you catch mm-hmm. it? Like yeah, that's his freaking job. Yeah, it, it's well. I mean, two of those interceptions have gone through Tyreek Hill's mm-hmm. hands now. It, but I will say that one interception where Mahomes is like scrambling before the end of the and first tries time. to throw the ball. Yeah, he fumbled the snap and then he tries to turn around, doesn't have a good grip on the ball, and just flings it in the air. It was one of those ones where I was like, surely that'll just come down and fill the play. No, it's going to be around. I, I feel All like of a sudden, usually here comes Washington. That happens. Yeah, his interception look. Someone did tweet is like his interception luck is gone. And he uh-huh. used all of it yeah. the first three years of his career. Yeah, I think I saw a stat that in 2019 and 2020, he had like 11 interceptions. And this year so far, he's at eight. Yeah. yeah. Pretty tough. It is. It's a tough look. But, but if he keeps it if he keeps it at eight through the whole year, we're going to be like, man, how do you do this guy's it? pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll go out on a limb. Bold prediction. I think Patrick Mahomes is still good. Uh, yeah. I'm right there with you. I still think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. I. If I had to take any quarterback in the NFL, it'd still be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Now, like, voting-wise, like, MVP and stuff, I feel like that's probably a little bit different. For sure. But, yeah, I'm, if I had to start a franchise, even when I put this out on, like, the poll of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. I'll always leave out Patrick Mahomes. You have to. I feel like he's the easiest answer, and I still feel like we need to leave out Patrick Mahomes. But I feel like everyone is doing that now, because, like, oh, it's inevitable that the answer is going to be Patrick Mahomes, that people are just now going – Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and forgetting, like, and overlooking. At the same time, thank you for that. As a Chiefs fan, appreciate you being that obnoxious. <laughs> Any time. Uh, another great game from a great quarterback, the Cowboys and the Pats game. I was watching that one yesterday. I was very impressed with, really, both teams. The New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. This dude is going to find a way to stay in football games. Yeah. Like, really, we have to give him credit for that. Because this team, when you look at their roster, they are nowhere near what the Dallas Cowboys are or what they have. But they're still finding a way to stay in this game and to compete with them. I thought it was really exciting. Dak goes off for 445 yards and three touchdowns, really just leading this team. And my guy, CeeDee Lamb, has a huge day, nine catches, 149 yards, two touchdowns, and the touchdown to win it. To where I saw a lot of people upset that he was waving goodbye to yeah. the player. And this, I tweeted this in the offseason. I'm sure you remember it, but I don't think people will. Where I said, you have to keep that same energy with taunting. Mm-hmm. Because everybody says, I hate the taunting rule. I hate the taunting rule. All that bullshit. And now, a lot of Patriots fans or just anti-Cowboys fans are like, that's taunting. You have to call that play. Yeah. No, no, no. You told me you hated taunting. And that we didn't like it. But now you're calling for it. Now you want it? Yeah. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> so if you're okay with taunting, you have to be okay with C.D. Lamb waving bye-bye to the Patriots player. I liked it. Yeah, and I did too. I mean, you, that was a game-winning touchdown. Like, that's exactly. it. See you later. That's what you're going to get. Now, I also don't get saying see like see you bye later because like, you're at their place, so they're just going to go home. Like You're the one that actually has to go on the road. But I guess maybe it's like, a, hey, see you. We're going back home with a dub. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should look at it that way. Maybe that's on me. But I will say I was very annoyed watching this football game, and it wasn't because of anything that happened on the field. It was me personally because I was watching this game on the fantastic YouTube TV. 
And then it was scrolling Instagram during a boring part of the game, like on a commercial. And I saw Cowboys win. What a spectacular game. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's the middle of the third quarter. I didn't realize I was not watching the game. Live. Oh, you. I have out. no idea mm-hmm. how. But I'm caught up in the third quarter. You know, just sitting here like, man, back and forth game. You're Cowboys getting ready to score. Yeah. On YouTube TV. Didn't think that I was not live. Yeah. And I'm like watching. <laughs> yeah. This is what really irritated me is I was paying attention to my fantasy leagues because I had I was facing CeeDee Lamb, but I also had uh, Zeke on my team. So I was like, I would wait for Zeke to make a play, and I'd go look. and be like, why the hell isn't this updating? Maybe they're just really behind. And then when I see that the Cowboys won, I grab my controller and go all the way to the end to watch that last throw. And I'm like, that actually was a pretty good game. Fuck me. Then I went to NBC and started watching the game there. <laughs> that's a that's that's your fault. It, no, no, it is. It's on you. Very much on I've me. I've made that mistake too, though, because if I'm watching, like, I'll have a game on my TV, and then sometimes I'll put one on my iPad mm-hmm. with YouTube TV. Yeah. And then if you close out of it for any reason, or you go to a different channel, sometimes it will like just pause it and have it waiting right there for you when you come back. Yeah. Which is great, but if I mean I'm trying to like live tweet and keep up with games. Yeah. It's different. I'm glad I wasn't trying to do that because it's a been cool really feature, bad. but you do have to like, pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Or you will get burned, uh, much like uh, our guy, our player of the day, Trevon Diggs. Another interception. This time comes up with a pick six. Is mm-hmm. an NFL leading seven interceptions through six games. Hats off to this dude. His ability to catch the ball and make a play is extraordinary. Kind of like we were talking about last week, though. His coverage ability still needs some work <laughs> because my dude gets a pick six. And then the very next play, the Patriots target him. Get him with the double move and take it for a touchdown. So it is a little bit of like, it's really awesome what he's doing. At the same time, there's work to be done. Yeah, you can't be cocky. You can't be like, I got to pick six. I'm not going to target him anymore. Bill Belichick's like, nah, screw you, dude. We're going right back at you. Yeah, I think it was Kendrick Bourne. Just hit him with a little double move and he couldn't recover. Yeah. And then like he almost has the recovery speed to get there. Tries to make a play on the ball. Misses it. And then, you know, still gives up the touchdown. So it's. It's good to see. It's cool. It's a nice little stat. There is maybe a little bit more to it, but he's still an exciting young player. Yeah. I, I really like watching him play. And speaking of the Patriots, who the Cowboys just played, we know that. But I saw or heard this morning that people were saying, man, what is up with the Patriots right now? They're not looking like themselves or they're you know inconsistent week to week. And I was kind of confused by it because I feel like this is what the Patriots have always been, even with Tom Brady. The first five weeks, six weeks of the season – they're kind of getting everything lined out and figured out what they can do on offense, what's successful for them in working with the players that they have, and the defense kind of starting to gel together and play really good. That's where they're at right now. I they mean, really play up or down to their opponent for sure. But they, you know, like they're going to play the Bucks close, they're going to play the Cowboys close, but then it's like oh, barely beat the Texans exactly. <laughs> and that's just I feel like that's what the Patriots are, and again, what they have been. Because even with Tom Brady, like yeah, there were moments of them just dominating teams, but not every single one of those games that they won with Brady were just like yeah, this is the Patriots. Everyone's scared to play us. They were getting everybody's best, so those games would be close at times. And that's what they are now, except Mac Jones is still learning how to win in the NFL and be an NFL quarterback. I don't think he's been awful. He only threw for 21 you know, twenty-one attempts this last game, two touchdowns, interception, almost 230 yards. Still a decent game. Yeah, and I feel like they're still trying to figure out what kind of offense they want to be, how much of the playbook they want to give him. There was one drive, though. Again, I was you know maybe 30 minutes late into watching the game, but there was one drive where they literally ran almost every play down the field and scored on it. And it yeah. was like, okay, well, they're a running team now. <laughs> right? So, I mean, who knows with them. But I, the Patriots, they just kind of are who I 
thought they were. I never expected them to be real good this season. Uh, even when it was, you know, Cam Newton in there in the starting lineup or where we thought he would be. And then moving on to Mac Jones. Like, if you would have told me back in August that the Patriots were going to start out 2-4, and four, uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> have you seen the roster? I know we were excited about who they had coming back on defense. They still just don't have much around them on offense. I yeah. mean, looking at some of the guys that they have on that roster, it's just, it's not great. It's not great. It's not what they have in, like, Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers – I actually love this. I'm not much of a Rodgers guy, but when he scores a touchdown late and then starts screaming at the fans, I still own you, that's a pretty baller move. I Uh, like that one. (laughs) Yeah, and if you're Chicago, you don't have anything to say back to that. No, you just got to take it. (laughs) It sucks, but you have nothing. I know I saw, uh, I think it's post-game presser, he was talking about some lady giving him the double birds. That's all you can do. I mean, it's like the Texas – you remember those Texas girls last year after they lost to OU, the camera pans to them. Yeah. And she's just flipping everyone off. <laughs> yeah. That's what you have to do if you're a Chicago Bears fan. Like, yep, I get it. I think I saw the stat. He's 22-5 and five against the Bears. Yeah, and out of the last 12 matchups, he's only lost once. So, I mean, he's won like 11 times in a row now mm-hmm. in Chicago. I mean, that's that another thing that just sucks for the Bears because even if you think you're going to have a good season, you're not beating the Green Bay Packers. Like maybe you'll make it as a wild card team, but you're yeah. just, you're probably not beating Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers. Or even when you think you are, and then you've as all of a sudden don't. I don't know if you've seen the clip of a kid who records himself watching the game, and the Bears start up hot. I mean, Mitchell mm-hmm. basically got a rushing touchdown, a couple throwing, and he's like, "Who's gonna stop us? No one's gonna stop us. You think you can beat us?" Mm-hmm. And then like all of a sudden, you start to see like Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers slowly come back, and this kid's emotions and excitement just starts to dwindle even further down. He's getting sunken in his chair, and then they hit that game when he passed to Randall Cobb on, like, a slant, and he spins out of the tackle and goes and scores again. He's like, no, Randall Cobb again, no, and just starts crying. It's hilarious. I mean, that's just been the story of the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears for the last 11 years. Yeah, I mean, the best news for Chicago Bears fans is that maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play there next year. <laughs> like, let's go ahead and just get rid of that guy, please. If he leaves, though, and Jordan Love doesn't live up to it, I mean, this is the Bears' division to lose. I know a lot of people might look at the Vikings, but I kind of like the Bears more than that. If Justin Fields is playing good, Mooney, my guy Mooney, another good game. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him next year. As far as the Bears go, you almost need another coach in there. I'm just not – I don't think Nagy's going to get it done. Maybe And maybe you could have a second-year bump from a guy like Justin Fields – who hasn't been playing great. He's a rookie, but, I mean, there were a lot of expectations, I think, put on his plate. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the Bears, the Vikings are just always a team that are right there. Like, we'll forget about them, you know, through this point of the season because they'll lose a couple games. But then when we start looking at the standings in November, December, it's like, oh, my God, they're right there in the playoffs once again. All right, let's get into some of our great sponsors of the show, Gunspot. Visit them at Gunspot.com. I've got like three pumpkins that I don't know what I'm going to do with. Might just have to take them out and blow them up with a machine gun. Are they already carved up? They are. Yeah, that'd actually be a lot of fun. And you know what's another thing they don't tell you about carving pumpkins? That your kid's probably not going to be able to do it without you. I carved three pumpkins. They laid out a plan. And they're like, Dad, my hand hurts. I can't do this. Oh, man, that's a solid point. Mm-hmm. Was, I've, I mean, I always carved my own pumpkins, but then I think about it, I was like, I was older. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I was older than your Seven daughters. and nine? A little bit young yeah. to be carving their own pumpkins. At least a full pumpkin. Yeah. You know, like, they did a little bit of the work. That's when you got to do the old 
pumpkin painting. I that you get, I, the, you get the mini pumpkins and you mm-hmm. just have them paint. I thought about that too, but I didn't want to. You get like five colors. That's just so boring. Is it though? No, it's probably actually more exciting. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to do to do the traditional pumpkin carving. But whatever. Either way, they will be shot with a gun. Please. From gunspot.com. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to be there. Uh, and what are we going to be wearing while we shoot these guns? Probably clothes from Miners of Monroe. I can tell you that. Visit them at minersmonroe.com. Use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. If you're in the area, the Joplin area, you can go to Pittsburgh, Kansas. There is a local store there. A lot of cool stuff inside. But everything that's inside can also be bought online, again, at minersmonroe.com. And we got you covered with a 10% off code at MikeDup10. Yeah, and they're also hosting like some cool like outdoor concert. Yeah, on Sunday, on Sunday evenings, they're getting some of these popular bands that are coming through on a weekend from one city to another. And it's like, hey, uh, if you got nothing else going on tonight, you want to come play like a, a small showing, gathering like 100 people or less. They do. Uh, they are selling liquor as well, I believe, or, or beer, so either or, which, yeah. which is awesome. So you get an opportunity to see a really cool band with not a lot of people for a decent price. Very intimate so, setting. Yeah. It's Ooh. nice. I'm going to check that out sometime. Uh, let's get to some college football reactions, though. Uh, a pretty busy weekend of college football. We see number two Iowa lose to Purdue. We see Georgia handle their business as number one. But I think the biggest news coming out of college football this weekend was the firing of Coach O. Again, uh, there have been enough pats on my back for calling this one, so we can move on from that. But I, I wasn't surprised. That I think the biggest surprise for me was the fact that LSU wins this game and then fires the coach. Yeah, so because that was something we talked about last week. Is if they right. lose to Florida, <laughs> uh-huh. then yeah, then they're gonna. Then of course they would fire him. But it's like we but won. Then I even still yeah, gone. I saw the you know the score come through. I wasn't watching that game, but I saw the score come through. Was kind of keeping tabs on it. See the LSU wins and think, okay, Coach O bought himself another week. But it turns out that they had knew already he would be fired after this game, regardless of the outcome, and I say hats off to LSU for making that decision because winning one game is not going to make the difference here. Beating Florida is not going to put you, like, on the right track. If anything, this just shows that maybe Florida's a little bit further in the dumps than we thought they were, but Coach O gets fired, and there's been a lot of talk about the on-field stuff of him going, like, you know, 500 after the national Mm -hmm. championship. I think that I hope that a large part of his firing or – joint resignation whatever we're calling it he got canned like let's just be honest yeah is the off-field stuff and i didn't realize this i hadn't heard this one there is a go just google coach o sexual assault there's a a rape cover-up there there's a lot that you can go find we've talked about it before on the show just do a quick google search and you can see all that shit but also this weekend, it came out that maybe his personal life was starting to bleed over into his coaching life. I did a quick little search. I looked up some stuff. I read the articles. It turns out this man was having his girlfriends come to practice and allowing their children to take part in drills at practice. Like his girlfriend's children? Yep. So when I read this on the rundown, I was seeing like players' girlfriends and like kids no. on like, oh, hey, fans of LSU, why don't you come in and just hang out with the team for a little bit? Wow. Homie was using his status as the coach at LSU to bring girlfriends, plural, girlfriends, to practice. Right? Of course, that's going to be a little bit of a distraction, especially if you're like interacting with them. Yeah. Like, I think it would be one thing 
if you say like, hey, yeah, come to practice, practice, check it out. You know, you're kind of standing over on the sidelines. You're not really interacting with the head coach. But when your head coach is interacting with his girlfriend or like playing with his girlfriend's kid, that's that's a big no no. That especially at LSU, it, like in practice. Yeah, and then every one of your games matters. Players didn't want to play for him anymore. I think you can look into some of the guys that just got hurt. Yeah. You know, the Derek Steenleys, the Eli Ricks of was this a situation where they were hurt and didn't want to play anymore or were hurt and couldn't play anymore? Either way, I'm on board with you deciding to miss the season. If you're Derek Stingley and you know you're not playing for a national championship, sit out. I don't care. It it doesn't bother me at all. It's not going to affect his draft status. But when you also have the coach sitting there, you know, doing this, it it comes out that players didn't want to play for him, coaches didn't want to coach for him, and LSU knew the time was coming. And I wrote about it last night. It came out this morning on the Draft Scout. Looking at some of the big rumored names – that are out there, there are a lot of them. But one guy yesterday really started getting his name thrown out there, and I thought it was a little bit of a surprise, was Mel Tucker from Michigan State. He's not like a big-time coaching candidate. I know Michigan State's playing very well so far this season, but he's not you know, he's not the Luke Fickles or the Matt Campbells mm-hmm. or Mario Cristobal, but his name was very hot in the streets yesterday. And I'm kind of piecing these together and thinking – Maybe that's because somebody leaked some information to LSU. Maybe word got out that this is who the athletic director is after. But it it will be a very fun coaching carousel this time around because the LSU job is open. I think I earlier in the the season here, I listed LSU as the top coaching spot in college football. Yeah. It's opened up. USC also already open. And I, I think it's Within the next month, I think the Miami job will also come open. Yeah. So, I mean, with that then, because uh, it's it's Franklin out of Penn State, everyone's kind of deeming him uh, to the to the USC job. But, you right. know, there was kind of the rumors. I, I don't know if we started them or we just kind of went with it. It's like maybe he would go to LSU or a Matt Campbell from Iowa State to LSU. But with Mel Tucker coming out of nowhere, I mean, what does – I don't know how to ask this because I don't want to come off rude. Has he done enough at Michigan State for people to look at it and go, okay, that's a good I think that's a transition question. from Michigan State to LSU when we look at a Campbell at Iowa State who's really built that program and to be something mm-hmm. in the Big 12 or just be recognizable or at least scared of for him to transition or Franklin taking over at Penn State. You know what I mean? Has Mel Tucker mm-hmm. done enough compared to those guys to get this job? And they've done very good this season mm-hmm. to where you can look at it and say, like, okay, maybe he's built a really good program there. Or maybe it's just, you know, a one-year thing. And that's why I think a lot of LSU fans are also questioning, are we really going to go after this guy when there's a Luke Fickle available? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe there's some connection there. And maybe they really think that Mel Tucker can get the job done. They, LSU has had success stealing away coaches from Michigan State before. Saw that tweet a lot yesterday. Nick Saban went from Michigan State to LSU to where he really took off. Maybe you, you get lightning to strike in the same place twice. Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, they haven't really played anybody this year in terms of Michigan State. Yeah, and I think that it will be like, a okay, if Mel Tucker can win the Big Ten Conference this year or compete in the mm-hmm. conference this year, maybe you get his name up there recognized with some of the other guys. Another name that was very popular over the weekend um, was Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, the old Miss coach. I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Because with Lane Kiffin, I think he's doing a really good job 
at Ole Miss to where they're, I mean, they're a top ranked team. They're winning ball games. And he's not a guy who's known for staying around for a while. He has jumped ship so many different times that it's, it's kind of hard to track his coaching and where he's been because he's made so many stops. Yeah. But I definitely think that if LSU came to Lane Kiffin and said, Hey, come take over here. I don't think he would have any pause about leaving Ole Miss. I, is that what you want though? If you're LSU, I mean, do you want a coach who's just not been able to be anywhere like long, not necessarily long term, but just I don't. I feel like when I think we LSU like, when we is t- a different job to where it's not like you're not going anywhere else in college football. Like you're not leaving LSU to go somewhere else. Yeah, but I feel like when we look at Lane Kiffin, I feel like it's all, it's just filled with jokes the whole time. Yeah, like the I feel popcorn like, stuff. Yeah, like I feel like when we talk about Lane Kiffin, it's not of him being like. And this is going to sound bad, but like I don't feel like we look at Lane Kiffin and go, this is a respectable coach that players just ultimately want to play for and go to mm-hmm. over anybody else. And it's so like if you go to LSU, does it take away some of that seriousness or respectability or like fear that LSU has at times? Or is that just me? I think that he would have to bring in a good coaching staff to come with him. But I get what you're saying of like, like it doesn't feel like it's serious. What is really all the time. done to deserve the LSU job? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that he's done much of anything. Uh, he belted away from Tennessee as quickly as he could to take the USC job. Mm-hmm. Gets fired on the tarmac. Was the Raiders coach for a little bit, and then uh, recovers and goes to Alabama. Becomes the offensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. Then FAU for two years, if that. Yeah. Now Ole Miss for two years, and also you know his quarterback Matt Corral probably leaving for the NFL. As well, mm-hmm. I know that Arch Manning like has Ole Miss listed in some of his top five stuff that I've seen. I haven't seen it from actual Arch Manning yet. Yeah, but are they really in play, or could he go to LSU and say like, okay, now I'm at a top program. Now yeah. we can get you some other recruits. And that was part of the deal with Coach O too, is that LSU is not in on Arch Manning, and they want a coach that is. It's crazy how much this kid is going to change the landscape in college football just based on, like, who's in and who's out at recruiting. <laughs> so if Lane Kiffin ends up at LSU then, then LSU has an opportunity at Arch Manning. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's the like that's the piece of the puzzle we're putting together. It could be. But, I, I mean, I don't know. He could look at LSU, Arch Manning, and say, nope, that's kind of a rival of my family's teams. Not going there. I have not seen LSU on any of his top five lists. Yeah. He is on uh, the Texas list. Hey, I've been saying he's going to Texas for like a year now. He was there this weekend. He he was he God did his official it. visit this weekend at Texas where they things looked so good, and then they didn't. Did he leave at that point? Like, had he kind of like <laughs> yeah. left? Hopefully, like, he doesn't know what yeah. happened in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. pay attention. Hopefully, he was trying to beat traffic because he's like sixteen. Um, get out of there soon. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's you know schools like Ole Miss is up there. Uh, Texas, Alabama, they've he's already done visits there. But I'm, this kid, if I'm remembering right, he's a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. He has a whole other year. I don't. Maybe he'll reclassify like we saw Quinn Ewers do. <laughs> And just be like, you know what? I, I think I'm good here, actually. I'm going to go ahead and commit to one of these schools. I just I don't want him to do the whole commit. Like th- It's going to break my heart if he does the, I'm going to commit to Texas and then goes, I'm actually going to decommit. I'm going to go to an Ohio State or, or an Ole Miss or LSU or anywhere else. That's where I'm going to yep. be like, God bless it. Also, <laughs> what the fuck happened in that Texas game? Because I went from watching it to be uh-huh. like, okay, they've won. I can go get other stuff done. I got some weddings to attend. Exactly. I'll be – 
back later. I, I think a and lot of people maybe thought I that. go shopping. I get what I need for the weddings. I come back, and they have lost the fucking game. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Uh, the defense is still just very bad. So nothing on the offense? Uh, Casey Thompson had some turnovers that didn't look good. I, I don't know if they just got conservative in the play calling in the second half or if Oklahoma State kind of figured out what was going on. Yeah. But it's just such a traditional Texas loss. Things are going so great. I mean, the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And the motto is supposed to be all gas, no breaks. A lot of people have made fun of it. Now they definitely well, Yeah, it's not fun when you run out of gas at halftime. Yeah, maybe keep going with the gas or maybe, I don't know. Get a bigger a little tank? bit of it Jesus. for the second <laughs> half, but I don't know. Hopefully, Arch Manning can look at it and say, like, man, I could be a really good quarterback in this yeah. system. If I'm here, mm-hmm. we don't lose that football game. Yeah. Is Who that knows? his mindset? Is that how he thinks? Is he looking at a situation like, man, they got they got Bijan. I'm probably not going to get to play with him, but they got a running back coming in after after him. That'll be good. Offensive line will be all right. Defense will be more mature by then. If I were They're a high school recruit, I would have a very hard time turning down Alabama. I don't know how you could go look at what Alabama's doing and compare it to anyone else in the nation and be like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Because even with him, like Bryce Young is at Alabama right now. Next year, Bryce Young will be a junior. Arch Manning will be a senior in high school. And it just pairs up perfectly for him to take over. Because Bryce Young, I assume, will leave early. Yeah, but it also pairs up nicely with Texas because Casey Thompson's going to take right. that extra year eligibility but, I mean, you're exactly right. Like, no need to talk about Texas this whole time. But, I mean, Alabama, yeah, they lost to Texas A&M, but they go and beat Mississippi State this weekend mm-hmm. 49-9. Yep. Like, that defense was amazing. Will Anderson is a sophomore edge rusher, and a lot of people are talking about Kayvon Thibodeau at Oregon and how great he is. I was even reading some stuff this morning of, like, okay, we have another pass rusher like a Chase Young in this draft that could go, you know, top five, top two. Will Anderson at Alabama might be better than Kayvon Thibodeau. He had four sacks this weekend, and it just looks unblockable. Yeah, I, I think he might be the best pass rusher. I mean, this is in the, the nation. I mean, he played last year right as a true freshman. Yeah, and like that's Day, unheard week of for one Nick Saban. starter. Yeah, outside linebacker for Alabama. I mean, that's how special this kid is. He, he's been very good. And I also just want to know where the hell these kids are. Yeah, like across the country. Like well, I want to see one it of doesn't them matter in high school. Alabama. It definitely does, but I just want to see one in high school be like, that's an NFL player right yeah. there. Because I don't think I've ever seen a high school and be like, yup, NFL. Yeah, like even with Derrick Henry, you're like 6'3", 230-pound high school kid. How did we not know about him? What, what was his name? Bo uh, Scar Scarborough? Mm-hmm. Like seeing him as a sophomore, like that was when Kirk Cousins – like I've realized he's like, okay, this guy actually has a sense of humor because he's like, well, this is what I looked like as a sophomore in high school. And then we look at Bo, and it's like, that's the difference. Uh-huh. Like, that's the difference in talent that Alabama gets over everybody else. Yeah. I, so many of those guys, you know, you'll see these pictures come up like, this is a junior in high school from the recruiting services. And a lot of them don't pan out, which is another crazy thing about football is you can look like a Greek god but not play well at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of these other just little goofy-looking guys – like I saw the again the video of Arch Manning walking through like the Texas Stadium and the facilities and everything. 
you would not look at that kid and be like, that's the prized possession of college football right now. Yeah. That's who everyone is after. But he's freaking big, though. Nope, just like a 6'4", goofy-looking white kid. <laughs> the ultimate Manny. I like math. <laughs> Math's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was like, oh, is this kid here to visit for band? With like, <laughs> yeah. You a marching band guy? I think I'm going to major in chemistry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but everybody's after him. It's That's a crazy thing about football. Uh, another one of these guys that I feel like we need to talk to, talk about, is Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. And I wrote about him again in the state of college football. We won't recap the whole thing here, but he looks outstanding. And it is absolutely your fault. terrifying. It's your fucking fault. <laughs> yeah, I even wrote that, you know, everybody, Texas fans, myself included, mainly me, probably should have kept my mouth shut and let this kid just rot away on the bench for a year and then be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to transfer somewhere else, yeah. somewhere where I can play. Because it, it is... It's terrifying. I mean, you talk about early look-aheads to who could be a prospect in the NFL draft. Caleb Williams so far looks like he could, he's going to be the QB1 of that class. Even with, you know, those Ohio State quarterbacks. How much longer has he got? Three years. That's this year, tough. plus two more. Uh, maybe he'll find a way to, like, petition the NFL and be like, you know what, I'm ready to leave early. <laughs> yeah. Duh, I, I don't know if you saw the clip, but uh, there was a fans in Oklahoma that were recording – the starting lineup going across their video board at the stadium. You get to the receivers, you get to the running back, and then you get to the quarterback, and everyone's like, oh. And it shows, like, Caleb Williams, and the crowd just goes nuts. Uh-huh. And, like, even as being a Texas fan, which we clearly are here, that was pretty cool to see, like, how excited everyone was that Spencer Rattler was not starting. As much as we don't like Oklahoma, I think all of us can agree and unite that Spencer Rattler <laughs> fucking sucks. We all hate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even watching him on the sideline, I didn't. I wasn't paying close, close attention to that game, but I was watching it. And even watching him on the sideline, like the body language is terrible there. I still wonder if he finishes out the year at Oklahoma or if he just says, nope, I'm going to go ahead and enter the transfer portal now. <laughs> and again, I wasn't watching it very closely. I didn't see him come in and play. It looked like Spencer? he was wearing a you know a baseball hat on the sideline the whole time, and like why would they play when Caleb Williams? Yeah, can so throw good? for three hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. And I I wrote about it too. I apologize to Oklahoma fans because back in the day when y'all started chanting "We want Caleb," I said it was rude and disrespectful. Nope, you guys were right. Yeah, you needed him in there. I don't know how y'all knew about it so early, <laughs> but Caleb Williams is the shit, and he should have been playing since day one in Oklahoma. I, I don't care what Spencer Rattler was coming into the season. If you're Lincoln Riley, you have to look at Caleb Williams and say, "Okay, he's built different. Yeah, this is special. We're going to play him." And the other thing is, now Oklahoma is a top ten team in my mind. I know I've been saying for like weeks, like no, they're not. They they it barely like beat Nebraska. Week, they you're barely like, how beat are they these... ranked over Alabama? Yes, it's like here's Caleb Williams. That's why. Yeah, I was surprised to see them not ranked ahead of Cincinnati. I thought they would come in as probably the number two ranked team after that big win. But I, I think that they're definitely worthy of their top four ranking. And I think that Caleb Williams is a guy who we're gonna have to look at and say, could he be the Heisman Trophy winner? It's not Starting his fault. This late in the season? Yeah, I think so. No shit. It's not his fault he didn't get to play early. Now he's come in. He well, damn near that. single-handedly beat that Texas team. Oh, and yeah, we all he know come he into did. the game yeah. down 28-7 to seven and <laughs> On a lead that and comeback. Three. Yeah, like he needs credit for that. And then what he did this weekend, too. If Bryce Young or Bijan Robinson, I don't know if he'll, if he'll have the wins. 
But like those guys don't have these extraordinary performances, those Heisman moments. Caleb Williams had his against Texas when he came in and ran for that like 73-yard touchdown. Yeah. And if he puts up pretty good numbers, I'm willing to vote for him. And another shitty thing for Texas fans, but it's great for OU fans, they have so many guys that vote for the Heisman. Sam Bradford, Jason White, oh, shoot, Baker Mayfield, right. Kyler Murray. You think that they're not looking at Caleb Williams and being like, all right, come join us at the Heisman house. Got a spot saved for you. He's so annoying. And I think that, like, I'm serious, I think he deserves consideration this early. So, I mean, if because he's, I mean, he's what, missed four or five games at this point? Right. Will they average, like, okay, this is possibly what he could have done these other weeks? Or will it be like, this is what you have done. This is all we're looking at. Like, how does the Heisman voters look at it? As like, is it looked at of what you have done, these are your numbers, these are the moments that you, you know, showed greatness in? Or will they do the, well, if you were actually playing this game, this is probably what you would have done? Yeah, I with the Heisman, we look at numbers so many times, but I, I think with him, you almost have to throw that out and say, like, okay, if he would have been able to play in some of these games, his numbers would have been up there. I, I think with him, you almost have to throw the numbers out and say, look at the moments and look at what he's done since becoming a starter. And he's still, you know, they killed TCU. Mm-hmm. Next week, they get KU. I think that he can put up big numbers and then bounce and get out there early, give Spencer Rattler some reps, make sure he's still good to go. But then you're going to get, like, Texas Tech. That's going to be a big game. You're going to put up a lot of points against them. Yeah. Baylor right now is a top-20 ranked team. That could be another primetime game. Iowa State, that could be a primetime game just based off how good we thought Iowa State was going to be. And then they end the year with Oklahoma State, who's sitting there as the eighth-ranked team right now. So I think he's going to have those opportunities to have a Heisman moment. Maybe not have the crazy numbers that we expect, but I think that he should definitely be in the conversation. Uh, I know we're probably going to go to a break, but I want to ask you one last question about this TCU-Oklahoma game. Max Dugan, 20 for 30, over 300 yards, almost had 350, and four passing touchdowns. Is this a guy who's just kind of getting overlooked in terms of, you know, a draft-eligible quarterback or could carry on to the next level? I I'm not saying I see yeah. that. I just I looked at his stats the last couple of weeks, and they've all been they've been pretty good. I see him as a guy who's able to take advantage of Big Twelve defenses, which is good enough at TCU. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know that he's going to be any kind of a you know big time draft prospect or anything like that. He's been good. He's athletic too. He hasn't put up the the huge rushing numbers, but he's only a junior according to ESPN. Again, the eligibility is just weird. He yeah. could be a senior, but. Maybe he's a guy that like comes back next year and has a pretty good season, and we start talking about him as like, oh, okay, this is one of our top senior quarterbacks. But that's about as far as I get with Max Dugan. All right, let's take a little break and mention some of our great sponsors at Club 609. We talked about them and my love-hate relationship there on Friday morning's episode. But I've recovered. I'm okay. Uh, I'm back on the positive side of things of thank you very much, Club 609, and your two-for-one drink specials, happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. And if you are in the Joplin area on Saturdays, they have their 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. happy hour with some very good drink specials, but also some great little bar bite appetizers that they have at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at Downtown Lube for their full list of services because they are more than just tires and lube. Mark Edder and the boys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com. Uh, yes, definitely love both those sponsors. Uh, a little bit of news on the MLB and basketball front. 
it's not Christmas time yet, but the NBA season actually tips off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put that on people's radar as we start to talk more NBA uh, with guys like Ben Simmons. Uh, he's practicing. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to get traded. This just really reminds me of the James Harden situation from last year. Of like, the man, he wants out. Are they going to actually trade That's him? That's right. Like, what if Ben Simmons shows up and he's put on, like, the fat suit underneath <laughs> yeah. his uniform? And they're like, oh, God, got to get rid of him. Like, we will only take a first-round pick for him now instead of the three that they're asking <laughs> yeah. for. If I mean, I'm Ben Simmons, I'm trying it. Yeah, you might as well because I mean, no one else wants you right now. I mean, someone might be like, hey, we can get this guy in shape. He can play for us to be good. Right. I also just – I'm kind of over that situation with Ben Simmons. I don't feel like he's a special enough player for us to be like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? I don't either. Simmons? I don't know that he's a top 20 player in the league. I No. Like, not in terms of being able to score and, like, be a huge difference maker in a game. Mm-mm. Is he good on defense and can he rebound the ball? If he Can were- he spread it around? Yes. Can he score? No. What matters in the NBA right now? Scoring. See ya. If he never dated a Kardashian, I wonder if we'd talk about him like we do. Man, you talk. I, I need to go date a Kardashian. I'd be in the news the rest don't of my we life. All? Well, what's up? <laughs> Apparently one of them just got engaged. Some dude with tattoos all over his face. I know we talked about that last week. Tom's a flat circle. Here we go. You don't know who he is? No, do you? Yeah, I know who he is. Who is he? Travis Barker? Yeah, I don't know. He's the drummer for Blink-182. That's a fucking drummer. <laughs> do you know You just who heard me do that. Blink-182 is. Yes, I know who Blink-182 is. What's your favorite Blink-182 song? You know, that's a really good question. There's just <laughs> so many of them. All it the small things. <laughs> Uh, that was quick on the Google. Well, yeah. <laughs> I called my ass out, dog. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on topic here. I don't know why I know that they just got engaged. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i kind of surprised you did. I see it because people – this is one thing about Instagram. I couldn't tell you which one she is. I know who Kim is. Yeah, I think it's – Okay, I'm embarrassed to say that I know who the three of them are. It's Kim is – Obviously, yeah, Kim. Kim, and then Chloe is the one who dated Lamar Odom, yes, right? So it's and Courtney. Tristan Thompson. Yep, and then Courtney. Thank you for the name. Is the other one who's now engaged to Travis Barker. to a drummer, tattoos on his face. Uh-huh. Apparently, he's madly in love with her. Aren't See, I always? just I just scroll through my Instagram stories, and like, there's just some girls I just have to share all the pop news in the world because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, actually, thank you, I guess. But at the same time, it's like I don't fucking care to see it, but. But it's you're also going there. to. I, and I am. And I have. <laughs> but with Ben Simmons, which one did he date? Uh, I think Or Kendall? was it one of the Jenners? It was. It was Kendall. The, the, the one that also dated Blake Griffin. Okay. Because then there's more Kylie. Sense. There's Kylie Jenner. If you yeah. showed me their pictures right now, I would not be able to tell you who's who. I bet you would. Not with the Jenners. With the Kardashians, I would. Uh, I would maybe get a lucky guess, but that's it. Because there's only, is there two of them? Yeah. And they are Kylie and Kendall. Kendall. Yep. <clears throat> I could tell you who Caitlyn Jenner is. <laughs> able to recognize that one. Yeah. And what's the mom's name? You definitely watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Is that Chris? I did. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I I never have either. I they're like a family that pissed me off because it's like, why are you so rich? Yeah. Why are you so damn famous? And now I I think we know why. <laughs> you can look for those pictures. I'm not gonna know. You're gonna know who that is. The difference. There's one person on that picture. Yeah, I have no idea. That's Kylie. I I have no I idea. I figured you would <laughs> for sure. No, the Kardashians I can tell apart. I don't know enough about the Jenners 
to tell them apart. Is that the other one? Or uh-huh. And I also feel like, maybe this is rude of me to say, they change their look so often. Man, yeah. Like one day it's just jet black hair. Platinum blonde. Mm-hmm. Are they wigs? Is your hair just going through all these like different hair color changes? <laughs> it's insane. And that's why it's hard Props for me to keep up looks with. looks great. Don't know. It's like the NBA season. Hard to keep up with. Exactly. Like I, who's that player? I recognize him from. Which a- one? Which player are they dating now? We don't know uh-huh. either. Is Tristan Thompson still with Chloe? That's a good question. That's that's too far. That, yeah. Like, I feel I, like every time I hear about Tristan Thompson anymore, it's if Tristan Thompson is cheated. talking to another girl. <laughs> are they even together? TMZ will like release <laughs> photos of like some other girl sitting on his lap, and I know enough about it to be like, that's not Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe's pissed. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> My man's in trouble <laughs> oh, again. Uh, so that was keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. here on Mike Up. Uh, but the basketball season starts tomorrow. Looking forward to it. We'll dive much further into basketball. Once Christmas comes around and the NFL starts to slow down, but also playoff baseball, trying to keep up with playoff baseball and the NFL has been exciting and stressful at the same time. It's been very tough for me. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Even uh, yesterday, I didn't realize there was a game on until it was over. Mm -hmm. And then the Braves walk off win. They take a series lead 2-0 on the Dodgers. Yes, sir. Uh, Dodgers really going to have to bounce back. I believe they play tomorrow. But then even on the other side of things, like the Astros and Red Sox, it's crazy how baseball just gets it gets buried behind the NFL. Yeah, just literally on the back burner, and then you forget about it. You, you know, got water were, boiling over there, nothing in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very specific uh, analogy. You it said. happened yesterday to me. <laughs> <laughs> but with the Astros and Red Sox, like this is kind of like a um, a rivalry of like, hey, you cheated, but like, so did we. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're huge fan bases, both of them, but they're also getting buried by like. They play tonight. Who's watching baseball over Monday Night Football? No shame if you are. I'm not trying to be like, oh, you're an idiot if you're watching baseball. (laughs) What a loser. I love baseball. But, man, like over the Bills and Titans, maybe I'll try to do the whole two-screen thing. But, I don't know. Baseball's so slow, too. It is. Like, I'll watch from the seventh inning on. But, yeah, oh, I was man, gonna say I almost game. Need let's go. An alert to be like, okay, the seventh <laughs> yeah. inning has started. Okay, now I'll watch. So and the baseball purists, guys that watch it all year, I get it. I love baseball, but it is it's a little bit slow when it's on the same you. time as a football game. Yes. On Tuesday night when there's no football on, you got me for Braves Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that the NBA is also starting Tuesday nights. Now what's like, Giannis doing? That's a Giannis dunk. <laughs> Woo! He's got a crossover now. He's got a jump shot. I can watch Clay Thompson come back for the Warriors or (laughs) the third inning of the NLCS. It's going to be a tough pill to swallow there. But I I do love baseball, and I understand everybody following it. It is just kind of tough right now when you're getting into the thick of it with them playing on Sundays or Monday nights to where, like, catch me on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm, I'm good to go with some baseball. But MLB also made some news today. Uh, because they are now going to start providing housing for their minor league players. This is something that has been on my radar for a very long time, and it gained a lot of steam over the last year because you had reports of, I I think it might have been the Angels players, where they were housing like 10 guys to an apartment at the same time. And I think a lot of people see baseball player and assume, whoa, these guys are making a lot of money. That's not the case for a lot of these guys. I mean, I saw an ESPN feature of like 
they had mattresses pulled into kitchens where you have a guy sleeping in the kitchen. You have a couple guys on the couch here, the floor there, to where they just can't afford housing. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense knowing some of the you know former minor league baseball players that have known to where like you have a house in your hometown where you're staying and you're paying rent or you know you've bought it and you're paying your mortgage there 12 months out of the year. Yeah. But on top of that, you're also asked to provide your own housing when you're playing baseball. And it's really tough for these guys, especially when you see the major league baseball players raking in $45 million a yeah. year. So I think this was a good move that was long overdue to see them come through and finally say, like, okay, your major league organization is going to provide housing so you don't have to worry about this. And there have been other teams, too, that come through and they'll, like, rent apartment complexes out for their players. But to have it be every player I think is great. And I would also love to see them do something about the wage gap. Uh, there's so many of these players making so much money. I, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody needs to be making like $45 million a year. Uh, take some of that cash and give it out to some of these guys in the lower levels who mm-hmm. are not making the same amount. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor Bauer is not going to know the difference between making $45 million and $44 million. But, man, you're, now you're providing housing or, mm-hmm. you know, more stipends for these ML, these minor league players, it just makes too much sense to me. Yeah, and the, the real question I have is why is it taking so long to do this? Right. I mean, I, it's just insane that some of these guys were having to, you know, pay the amount that they are, like, live in these type of situations where they are sleeping in a kitchen. And, though, you know, some players might look at it and go, well, you know, it was kind of cool because we just were able to bond as teammates. It was one of those things that we all did together. That's one of the things. Working our way up. So it was like yeah. it was just part of it, you know. It's just everyone did it before us, so why – why would it change with us? And that makes sense to an extent, but I mean, everything else is getting more expensive in the world. It's not like rent's getting any freaking cheaper. Well, that's and when one of your the pay stays the same and rent goes that, up. That pro players used to always say is like, you know, that's something that we had to go through. Yeah, had to pay your dues, had to get through the struggle to get to the show. It's like, oh, you're on the road all the time, so you're hardly ever home, so it really doesn't matter. And I mean, what it really comes down to is you make it to the show, you start making all your money, and you're like, I don't actually want to give up any of mine. Yeah, and that's fine. Which also, like, I can kind of understand. Yeah, but I, I, (laughs) I do like the fact that Major League Baseball is coming down and finally saying, like, you know what, we're gonna help out our minor league players, and some of them. I, some of them are still living off that signing bonus money. If you're a top draft pick, you're probably not struggling. But, you know, yeah. if you're a guy that's coming out of JUCO, you're a late-round draft pick, and now you're making X amount of dollars in minor league baseball, and now you're asked, you know, to provide housing or maybe, you know, your food's not covered as much as you need it to be or anything like that. I don't know the exact ins and outs of it, but I've talked to enough minor league baseball players who are like, hey, this is stressful. And it's ended careers. You've seen, you know, yeah. some guys even last year that walked away from the game because they couldn't afford, which is crazy, they couldn't afford to play minor league baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, a weird event. But I'm glad Major League Baseball is changing it. I am. I look forward to seeing more changes in baseball. Oh, yeah. Like and the rule changes, the bat flips. I'm get about with it. the times. Like, finally. I think I'm in the minority of people who even liked um, the runner on second extra innings. Yeah, it made it like, yeah, you got to play better. Yeah. Pitching means even more. Mm-hmm. If they hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Games go a little quicker. Exactly. If there's a runner on second. It's like it's like in the NFL right now. If you score a touchdown, game over. You get a guy on second, you hit a you know, two run single, see mm-hmm. you. And I know it's weird because it's not like it's not traditional and it also adds a weird element to the game. But like look at college football over time. 
they start the ball on the 20 yard line. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even in the NFL, you know, it's like, all right, first one to score a touchdown, unless you don't score a touchdown, then you can kick a field goal. Yep. But if you kick a field goal your first drive, they get a chance to score a touchdown. It's very confusing. Basketball is the only one that actually makes sense. It's like, okay, you're tied at the end of regulation, throw five minutes left on the clock. We'll tip this thing off and we'll start all over. Harm on there the whole time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, but you'll still get games that go to overtime in basketball and will result in a blowout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How'd you go to overtime and lose by 12? <laughs> nah, we just won our 17-0 point run, man. It was pretty freaking cool. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's it for Talking Baseball. We'll be back tomorrow. That's it for us. Don't forget about our great sponsors here at the end of the show, too. Use code up 20 at manscaped.com to save 20% off your new trimmer i know that it's time for a lot of us fellas probably myself included to go through and get a, a new trimmer has a flashlight it's waterproof use that thing almost anywhere take it camping with you you could still see what you're doing if you wanted to battery stays charged for forever oh yeah it does it has a travel mode too that i accidentally locked one time if you have the 4.0 trimmer and you're traveling if you push the button three times in a row it locks it so it won't come on. I don't know if you've ever traveled before and had your trimmer come on uh -huh. while moving. It's very embarrassing, but at the same time, you're like, great. Now I'm going to get to my destination. My trimmer's not charged. The 4.0 lawnmower has a lock, so you can lock it while you travel. That's a pretty cool perk. It's pretty cool. Definitely worth buying, especially with mic'd up 20 for 20% off. Save 20% off. And also go visit our great sponsor at Roper Kia. If you mention mic'd up, it's not 20% off. It's $1,000 off your nicer, newer $1, car at Roper Kia. <laughs>